Welcome back to the Modern Mindfulness Podcast. It is me, Rebecca, your guide here on the show. And it's been a little bit since I have recorded a solo cast, and it's time. It's time. And if you've been following along with the show, first of all, thank you. And you might have seen me on my Instagram specifically talking about these topics lately of like, and there's a podcast episode to be said around this where I'll elaborate more and weeks are going by and I haven't had the time or made the time to record something. Although I literally think of it daily. I've got this list of topics and part of that is the fact that when I sit down to record these episodes, I really do want to, in a sense, channel, just let the words roll out of my mouth. I don't script these shows out. I do have a couple notes from time to time, but I do like them to just flow that way. If you know me as a yoga teacher, I don't do well with scripts in that sense either. So there is just a, a big creative energy to me that I feel a little stifled when I make myself sit down and record one of these episodes just because I've got a list of like 50 topics to go on. And... I also hear and see and feel that there's a little bit of an edge for me to push of even when I don't feel like this is the topic I want to talk about today. I know it's a good one. I know it's something that's come from within me that I want to share with you and that topic might need to be heard by someone out there. So this is me making a little promise to you, to the world, to anyone listening that I am going to pull out this list and just challenge myself on recording a little more regularly and just sitting down and still I meditate a little bit before I do these. I think about the topic and what you're hearing is just whatever's rolling out of my mouth. And I rarely edit these anymore either. The first year or two, it was a perfectionist thing where I was really wasting some time in the editing process. And while I do strive to have the sound really great and everything real clean cut, How many of you out there are perfectionists? How many of you out there recognize the time wasted in being a perfectionist? And I don't know about you, but I am feeling more than ever in my 30, almost 37 years of being on this planet that time is going by faster than ever. So why waste time in the perfectionism? Sure, maybe like 1% of the time I could justify why being perfect could matter, But most of the time, for me, I'll speak for myself, it is a waste of my energy. So anyway, I'm just going to roll here today with you and thank you again for just understanding that this is right now a little more sporadic and I trust that that's also okay. Life gets lifey. I think my friend Sandra said that to me and I don't know who said it first, but life gets lifey sometimes. It's been lifey for me. I'm guessing it's been lifey for you because that's just what happens. But specifically today, I wanted to go a little more into, although oftentimes I refer to zooming out from a situation and zooming out from the world and really taking a moment to like hit pause and zoom out and float around in the stars and peek down at planet earth and then go, what is going on? What can I do? And for me, that helps. It helps to put things in literal perspective because In reality, we are all human beings on this same planet, which what is a planet? It's this mass of whatever moving through this galaxy of outer space. Like It's pretty wild. And then when we zoom way in and we look around our home life, our personal life, and it is very easy to get caught in that day-to-day human stuff. But I don't know, sometimes when I need a break, it's like, hold up, like, let me just hang out for a second up in the clouds, up in the stars. And whenever I do that, I remember that to me, I feel like the point of life is to love and is to connect and is to also take care of this planet. And then back into, and what do we do when times are just 
crazy? What do we do when there are evil acts? What do we do when it feels just like a crappy time on planet Earth? And that really is a whole other episode, but I wanted to just speak to that because as I go into talking about joy and hummingbirds and things, I don't want it to sound like I'm overriding the piece of, yeah, the world might be crumbling right now. And again, that is a whole other episode. One of my favorite people and teachers, Kobe, says something around like, what if the world is crumbling and that's the good news? So I'll see if I can get around someday soon and she can drop some of her wisdom. And so, yes, that aside, what do we do? And what do we do in these times? And I tend to attract my clients. These similar conversations keep coming up because the people I meet and get even closer with want to literally save the world. And looking around right now, it can be very disheartening. And so I've had a lot of these conversations lately and it all comes down to self-care and self-care can be a lot of things and specifically emotional self-care and looking around in your day-to-day, looking for those little pockets of peace that are there, looking for and feeling into the little glimpses of gratitude that you can feel, even if it's just for a second. And while time is flying by, we also can create these little moments in our days that can help the time that we have feel more open, more expansive, more loving. Because especially if you resonate with the piece of wanting to save the world right now, change the world right now, how do you do that if you're curled up, literally or metaphorically, into a ball and feeling like you want to duck away from the world? And if you're feeling that way, do that, honor that for yourself. Because until you're feeling full, I'm going to put a loose like 98% full, I'd say 100, but I get that sometimes it's like, and like me just needing to record the podcast, like sometimes that 98% can be enough. So feeling almost completely full so that you can take action, so that you can take action on the things that you want to change in this life. So you can go be the, you know, whatever you need to be right now, but it all comes back to you being in optimal health, optimal energy. Because I want everyone to live big. Right now, the more I sort through what am I put here to do, it's to help you live. Like, let's live this life. And I think when everyone can step into not only their, you know, their love, their compassion, their joy, their purpose, the things that they feel like are very important on this planet, their zone of genius, if you're familiar with the big leap. It's like, ah, like, let's live, let's live, let's everybody live at your highest caliber form of living. And when we peel away our labels and our clothes and our titles and our stories and our all the things, we're all the same. And it just rattles my brain some days when there's still so much division that I that I can see when I turn certain news little blips on or whatever. It's like, why this division? And that's a whole other question for another day, too. But we're all the same. We're all just human beings on this planet. So why not everybody? I mean, gosh, if I could have like a genie come out and give me three wishes or something, it's like, I wish everyone would just quit this like hatred, anger, aggression, like, let's get that out of the way. So we can just live like it's a beautiful planet. It's a beautiful life when we look around. So anyway, and side note, shout out to my lit living live in truth 
my group coaching program. We just wrapped that up this week. And that's also part of where life got lifey. I was just prioritizing, putting energy into bringing that program back. And thank you all for jumping into that. And that program is about, if you're curious at all, I did record an episode just a couple episodes back. I'll put the direct link in the show notes if you're curious at all to listen to it or even get on the waiting list for the next round. But it's a six to seven week. I might extend it just a little bit next time to hone in on all these things, to really microscope in on you because you matter most. And in order to change or save the world, you've got to be in prime moving, working, breathing, living, functioning order. And so really getting more into like, how do you live bigger right now? How do you feel more alive in your days? Because um, there will always be those lifey life moments to ride and witness and decide what's worth your energy and time. So just know that that's there for you as well. And in order to live big, And we can find these little pockets of peace and these little glimpses of gratitude in our days and create space to feel more of how we want to feel, to focus on ourselves, to really dive into whatever form of self-care so that you can love yourself and that you can love your people and you can love the causes and the things that you feel most passionate about. So that's not even the topic of today. The topic is hummingbirds, hummingbird, hummingbird joy and As we zoom into our own personal lives and to do the things I just mentioned, to also seek out or create enjoyment. And some days it might feel like a chore and it's not to like force it, force it. But I don't know, for me, sometimes it is like, okay, like just go look for joy right now. Go look for a little enjoyment because it is there. And I don't know when it even started, but we decided that it would be super cool to get some hummingbird feeders possibly because right now where we live, the landlord feeds the crows, which I don't know, she feeds them dog food. It's this whole thing. And crows, I get that they're powerful, like majestic, whatever. And they're freaking annoying when you're trying to record podcasts and like have some peace and and quiet. Like, why can't we just have more hummingbirds and some songbirds? So we got some feeders. First, it started with one. And then it actually didn't seemed to attract the hummingbirds. So we got another one and then we got another one. So we have these two hummingbird feeders and it's become really just these speaking of pockets of peace or little glimpses of gratitude and enjoyment. It's that. And it's been this interesting thing of also watching the animalistic behavior of a creature. Like right now there are no pets in the house. And so it's, you know, it's kind of cool to like watch an animal, any animal and tap into your own inner animal. There's a lot of that going on right now too, in like a really cool, important way with all the trauma informed work, realizing that our nervous systems are wired. We're animals, we're creatures. And how often do we shut ourselves down from really following through with some of our animal tendencies, specifically to release stress and to release some of that lifiness of life. So to watch hummingbirds has been an act of first enjoyment and awe and wonder and patience and hitting pause, turning things off, putting the laptops away, putting the phones down, unless we're taking, I'm taking a gazillion photos of the hummingbirds and just like looking at nature, watching these birds, watching these creatures and watching the the rapidness of their little wings and how darting they are from nectar source to nectar source to branch of protection and safety. And so I want to share just a little bit of the hummingbird wisdom that we have not only read about, but also just witnessed here. And 
The thing with hummingbirds is, and I'm not sourcing anything today because it's such a, a muddled thing. I'm sure you could search it on the giant interweb if you're curious. But hummingbirds, as they say, are the highest frequency bird, or they're up there, partly because of literally the amount of energy they run on. Their wings are so fast, their hearts beat so fast, they move so fast. And then they're literally living on sugar, like raw, pure sugar. And that's, of course, going to jack you up a little bit. So they are high frequency creatures. And at one point, I read that roses are the highest frequency flower. So through the years, people have found ways to measure the actual energy of living things. So they're at the top of the list. So enjoyment or enjoying things, hummingbirds are the bird of joy. And John pulled this card or a photo of a card that he had from years ago that was about hummingbirds. It was sort of like a spirit animal thing, but it talked about how hummingbirds can sense vibe, of course, because they're so aware of their surroundings. But if they are not feeling an area that they're in, if they're literally not feeling the vibe, they are out. There's minimal linger time for a hummingbird to decide that they're moving out of an area. So whether it's, and we kind of test it, we go outside and see if they're into our vibe or what. But if you just watch the hummingbirds, you know, they don't really, they hover for a second, but they are zoomed on to the next place. So the spirit card said something to that of they are from a point A to a point B. There's no like A and a half for a hummingbird. And that got me thinking and reflecting on you know, my inner hummingbird, my inner ability to I can be indecisive. My whole life, it's been this thing. And that's the next solo cast is, you know, it's not a bad thing to be indecisive sometimes. Sometimes it is just wanting to have everything or both of something versus having to choose. And boundaries. So for a hummingbird to embody this ability, when something is not feeling like where they want to be, they're out of there. So for those of you listening, and I do feel like I tend to attract similar people to me listening to this, or maybe this is the one thing you need to hear or be reminded of, but are you hanging out in a vibe that you know you don't feel? You know in your core or some part of your body, mind is telling you this is not my vibe, whether it's a person, a job, whatever situation, a relationship, and you're still hanging on to it. You're still hanging out. Can you channel that inner hummingbird and know, you know what, this isn't my vibe, I'm going to get out of here. And maybe you know where point B is, and maybe you don't. Maybe just like a little hummingbird may not know where the next flower is, but they are going to get out of a place that they are not feeling. So I thought that was super rad that hummingbirds can do that. And I'm constantly hearing that Kendrick Lamar, like, bitch, don't kill my vibe song. It's just like this little hummy thing in my head when I'm like watching the birds dart around, like, don't kill my vibe. Like, I'm going to be where I want to be. And back to life moving really fast right now, time flying by. What? are we doing when we do stick around in these things that aren't serving us anymore? I mean, sometimes we have to, we have to be there, we have to grieve it, we have to like ride the thing all the way through to the end, I get that. And just that also extra nudge of life is happening so fast, like go, go to where your vibe feels alive, go to where that nectar is so sweet, that you're not looking back to point A once you leave it. So there was that and that whole piece on just boundaries of own energy of like your own energy of hummingbirds own energy of realizing like that whole vibrational piece. It's not just like this catchy thing. There really is something to that. So the vibration of your health and well-being is tied to that frequency of emotion. And if you're familiar with that emotional frequency scale, joy and love are at the top. So if joy and love are at the top, there's all these other emotions underneath and just Google search 
emotional frequency scale and you can see just some visuals around emotions and the energy they hold but just think for a second for yourself like yes they feel different right to feel sad feels different than to feel happy to feel bored feels different than to feel like when you're in grief to feel uh, abundance to feel excitement feels a little different than to feel hatred right like these things have a different charge to them so there is a scale out there you can search and they're all just a little different but it'll get the point across so if hummingbirds at the top and joy is at the top where are you are you at the top where can you put yourself more in a situation where you're feeling up that emotional frequency scale whether it's gratitude happiness love joy it doesn't mean you stay there forever just like the hummingbird has to then find a new flower and probably go through it again at some point like this isn't my vibe all right on to the next you know they don't just stay at one flower their whole life even though they do find the feeders that they like which we're learning and it's super fun the other thing that's been really interesting that I just wanted to mention in this hummingbird thing is bullies did you know there are hummingbird bullies and when we looked up what to do with a hummingbird bully so the hummingbird bully literally like guards he like claims his territory which you know i kind of get it like when you find this feeder of like it's like mecca of nectar like for a hummingbird to have this like ginormous feeder full of and we got this like primo electrolyte boosted nectar so i get it like who wouldn't want to protect that but one little bird doesn't need the whole thing and i feel like that so symbolizes bullying just in general too it's like the energy of bullying it's like what's up with that and there's usually some scarcity mindset to that to that action to that behavior whatever it's rooted in so for these hummingbirds it's like you just want to convey to them like they're there's plenty of nectar out there for you you don't need to hoard this one thing like why can't you share with your hummingbird friends but what it says to do is to potentially and i'm sure there are different things out there that people have learned and studies and all the things but to if you're seeing that they're on like an extra little branch because our little guy we had a couple and they perch a little bit away from the feeder and when another hummingbird would come in they would like dive bomb them they would chase them away their little tail feathers open up and they go for it so in a sense boundaries good yay but when it turns into like this bullied sort of boundary there's a different energy to that and they say quote unquote to move the branch to cut the branch to remove the the perch of the hummingbird because there's plenty of branches like they'll be okay but the one that they're like committing to and the one that's enabling them to be a bully like to just get rid of it and so I think there's something to that and I haven't put as much reflection into that part of this whole thing but it's like don't feed the bullies don't tolerate the bullies don't tolerate the you know maybe it's not straight up bullying but don't tolerate the things that are sucking your vibe don't tolerate the things that are not your vibe the energy vampires, whatever, the situations that aren't serving you, those could all be quote unquote bullies, you know? So removing it, don't feed them, cut the perch, cut the cords, get rid of it. And don't let this other thing, this other energy that is not like it's tricky. Sometimes the bullies are like, it's a high vibe hummingbird, but then it's a bully. So, you know, there's, there's some more stuff talked to that, but I think you get what I'm saying today. It's like, don't feed the bullies, recognize that, you know, there's also that going on within the high vibe world and to have your own personal boundary around whatever it is that you're going for that sweet nectar in your life in yourself that joy those emotions you want to feel more of the peace the protection the power that you cultivate from the inside out don't let anything rob you of your joy 
Don't let anything bully you out of your purpose and your conviction and connection to what matters most to you on this planet, the good that you want to do on this planet. So anyway, that's really all I got today. The hummingbirds, get a feeder, feed the birds, feed the bees, save the honeybees, save the planet. And it can sound so overwhelming to say, but I think if we all just continue to do our parts, take care of ourselves and take those little action steps to really follow through. And I have to give another shout out to my friend Sandra, because this was something she really helped me realize of not everyone wants to be an environmentalist you know, right now. Not everyone wants to save the honey, honeybees, although I'm like, what? But it impacts everybody. Some people, you know, we only have so much energy for certain causes. Some people are here to help, you know, the homeless. Some people are here to help third world nations. And just trusting that, you know, just because it might seem like everyone else, you know, it, you want everyone to do the same thing, that this cause must be more important than that cause. You know, what if we just could focus on self-care and just choose the thing right now that feels aligned that's going to change the planet for the better and you know trust that everyone is doing the same everyone's doing the best they can or so i hope all right well thank you again for listening check out the notes below the episode here for lit living the wait list you can follow my hummingbird journey on instagram and any reviews and topics and things and guests you know please send them my way i love hearing from you all share the stories share this in your stories and um yeah thanks again for being a part of this podcast journey with me and more soon bye